Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. Yes. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Uh, well, we still don't have a Speaker of the House yet, but uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't even begin to understand what these Republicans are thinking here. Not backing Jim Jordan. I cannot begin to understand what these guys are thinking. Other than they want the establishment status quo uniparty to win another day. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Uh, Biden basically fell asleep today at a meeting with uh, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. There's a lot going on, <coughs> excuse me, on the uh, on the uh, banging of the drums of war phase of the day. I'll give you all the updates on that, obviously. And uh, closer to home, Donald Trump back in court again. It doesn't stop. Really, the relentless pursuit of this man does not stop. I, 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 it's, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. It's almost like two different worlds, right? On the one hand, you've got the former president sitting there in court, and you just kind of get a sense of, at least I do, that if he were president right now, the world would not be in this position that it's in. And then you've got the president of the United States who's traveling around the world and falling asleep at freaking meetings. And, and, and the, that dichotomy, to me, I, it's just, it's so obvious. I kept thinking that. I'm like, there's Trump sitting in court. Man, if he were president right now, would we be getting warnings from Vladimir Putin that U.S. aircraft carriers are, are very, very close to Russia? And, well, it's not a threat. The Russian Air Force is on alert. Would we be watching the situation unfold in Tel Aviv with no idea where this goes? I, I just, I think things would be very different right now. And as I watch him sitting there in court, dealing with a, 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 a judge who's biased against him, a state attorney general who's biased against him, a federal judge who put a gag order on him, and this relentless pursuit against him. I just keep thinking there's a reason why he's raising money and there's a reason why his poll numbers keep going up. And I think it's because people are also seeing the same thing I'm seeing. And they're seeing this dichotomy and going, this guy, when he was president, you might, you might have hated his tweets. Those tweets might have been very, very hurtful. And they might have been some... World War Three style tweets against people, but at least we weren't looking like we might actually be in World War Three at any point during his presidency. 
And now he's tied up in court. And now we're dealing with this on two fronts. Now we've got the Ukraine Russia front. We've got the, the Israel front. And the situation is, is seems to be every day now getting worse. The United States is, is getting very spread is spread very, very thin. And I have no confidence that the president of the United States has any leadership ability whatsoever, any ability to rally people, any people, uh, any ability whatsoever to convince the world leaders that he's in charge and that the United States of America is calling shots here. I don't think he has that ability whatsoever. And so I, I just had I wrapped up a call I was doing with some people. I was um, speaking at an energy event a short time ago and. Somebody made a comment about uh, a smart guy said it. He said, you know, we'll have to see what the effect of the speaker race is going to be on the Republican candidates running for office in New Jersey. And I said, I'll tell you what it's going to be. It's not going to be. They may. Nobody cares outside of us. No one cares. They don't know who Patrick McHenry is. They, they may or may not know who Jim Jordan is. Whatever mess is going on in Capitol Hill, that's what we call inside baseball. Inside baseball. It's an inter-party fight in the House of Representatives. Nobody cares. But what they do care about right now is as they're watching the news going, are we going to, is World War III going to happen here? Are we about to start, not start, but are we about to be involved in this? And they also care about the food prices. And they also care about the fact that their kids in school, and there's a report from James O'Keefe, are being flat out groomed in schools. That's what they care about at this point. So if the Republicans are still fighting on Election Day, even though now we're in election season, the candidates running for the state assembly and state Senate in New Jersey, which is really a state that could, although I'm not making the prediction, it's too it's it's too close to call, but it could flip. The legislature could flip. Republicans could win at least the state Senate. And if that happens, that'd be a big shock wake up call. Even if it's close, it could happen. So do they care if there's a speaker battle going on in Capitol Hill? No, they don't care. They do care, though, if they're suddenly going to wake up and find that the United States of America is involved in World War III and gas prices are now $10 a gallon because of what's going on in the Middle East. There is no sense of calm. There is no sense of reassurance coming from the White House. There is no sense of leadership, no sense of control, nothing. None of these things with this doddering old fool who's up there. And, and I keep, every time I hear the guy speak, I, all I keep thinking to myself is he has no idea what's happening. He has to read whatever's put in front of him. I got my hair cut today and the woman, Jackie, who cuts my hair, even she said it. She made the comment and said, you know, he just reads something, whatever they hand him. He just reads. Yeah. He reads it because he doesn't know what the hell's going on. And they're terrified of him just rambling on and babbling on and saying things. This is not what the United States of America needs right now as it's facing war on potentially now two fronts, the Ukraine-Russia conflict, and now what's going on in the Middle East. And meanwhile, the guy's falling upstairs, falling up freaking stairs. So you ask me what, what I think voters care about, because I, I know what the corporate media is going to say, and I, and I know what a lot of the, the moderate Republican uh, talking heads out there are saying. They're saying that people are outraged at the circus on Capitol Hill. They can't believe the Republican Party can't get its act together. And elect a speaker. Uh, no, they they don't care. Actually, they could care less or they couldn't care less. I always I always get yelled at depending on how I say it. So I'll just say it both ways. They do care about the school board elections that are coming up. They do care about that. They do care about dead whales and dolphins washing up on the shore of New Jersey. They care about that. They care about the potential that gas prices now are about to go through the freaking roof. And they care about the fact that the United States of America 
right now at this moment has a commander in chief who sits there in a meeting and looks like he was out last night on a bender, except you and I both know the only bender he was on last night was Mylanta or Maylox or anything else. There were no other benders involved here, and he can barely keep his eyes open as he's sitting there with the prime minister of, uh, of Israel. Biden said to Israel, the U.S. is not going anywhere. Okay, what does that mean then? What does that mean exactly? We're not going anywhere. What does that mean? I have no idea what it means. It's just another talking point platitude from this guy. That's all I know. And how spread thin does the United States of America get in all this? And where does all the money come from? And, 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 and what's next? What's next? The, the next domino to fall in this, in this chaotic world is trying to finally say, you know what? Screw it. Let's, let's go into Taiwan. What are they going to do? And what would we do at this point? Probably nothing. I don't think there's anything we could do about it. You have this axis that is being formed, that has been formed ever since our involvement with Ukraine between Russia, Iran, China. Iran is, 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 is barking that there's going to be war. Iran's screaming about war. Putin's putting out these subtle little warnings. China is helping both of them. I mean, think about what the state of the world at this moment in time right now. And then tell me that people, the average person, Gives a damn whether Jim Jordan got enough votes today to be speaker or they're going to have round three later today. Stop. Stop. That's why I can't stand. Honestly, when the show is off, there's very few people in this business I can tolerate. One of them is Mark Levin, who I'll be filling in for Friday night, by the way. Just a quick little shameless plug. So 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. We'll hear Levin's show in its entirety with me hosting. So I'll be on from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. this Friday. Mark your calendars, please. But a lot of these guys, I can't stand them. I just can't. They're so whiny. And they, they're, they're so ensconced in what's going on in Capitol Hill and the, you know the, all the D.C. buddies they have. And they think the rest of America thinks like that. And America doesn't. America, quite frankly, at this point, in my opinion, is very nervous at what's going on here. And then they look to Biden and they go, really? This guy? I wouldn't want this guy in charge of my kid's high school right now. Not that my kid's in high school, but you get the point. That's what they're thinking. I wouldn't want this guy in charge of my company. I wouldn't want this guy. I wouldn't want him running a sales meeting for my company at this point, let alone be the commander in chief of the United States military at this very precarious moment in time. And then you got the Republican war hawks who were all more than happy. One of them's on TV right now, Chris Christie, more than happy to talk about. We got to go in. We got to do more. We got to get in there. And it's very easy for all these guys, whether it's Christy, Nikki Haley, Lindsey Graham, very easy for all these people to come out and, and sound like, yeah, they're ready to, t- to take us into World War Three. But you know what the average voter thinks in their mind? Do I want to send my sons and daughters to World War Three? I don't. So how do we avoid this? How do we avoid this? And the last guy who was in the White House, Donald Trump, we had four years of uninterrupted peace. We had little, you know, the usual little stuff like we killed Soleimani and we dropped a, a big mother of all bombs, a Moab right on the head of ISIS. You haven't heard from them quite some time, as a matter of fact. Not that they're eradicated by any means. Those people never go away, but it is, they've been a little quiet. But we watched as the world basically stayed in its lane. Now, Putin did not invade Ukraine, despite the fact that Trump was apparently his puppet and would have let him do anything he wanted. Uh, Israel had the steadfast support of the United States of America, and this kind of an attack by Hamas did not happen during Trump's presidency. And I think part of the reason for it is that they knew and the other partners in the Middle East knew that if that were to occur, the United States of America, there would be absolute 
detrimental ramifications to them economically, which is what they care about more than anything. These countries, these rich Arab oil countries, more than anything, care economically about that. And the other reason why they were they stayed in their lane is because at least in last president, we were energy independent. So we didn't have to worry about things like OPEC tinkering with oil prices and what the price of oil is going to mean if World War Three breaks out in the Middle East. We didn't have to think about these things. And we also we we knew China was a problem, but we also knew that China was getting tariffs and China was being punished and China was being put in its place. And so we were hurting China economically as well. All that went away the minute Biden became president. You know, the Biden has gotten rid of he sold off more than half of all of the United States oil leases gone. They're gone. Sold them off. Goodbye. We don't want them anymore. We are at, I think. At this moment in time, and I'm not a guy who loves hyperbole, as you know, I like to be very reasoned in my approach, not reasonable, because that's stupid. That's one of those things that they say about moderate Republicans all the time, the reasonable adults in the room who want to basically be Democrats. No, I'm 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 reasoned in my approach at all times. But I'm telling you right now, at this moment in time, do you remember the last time the world seemed like it was on fire in this in this in this manner? Yeah, there were flare ups in the Middle East. Yeah, I get that. But in this moment. Right now, where we are, and it, and then you look at Joe Biden and you go, this guy? Here, I'll give you a great example. Losing his train of thought while speaking. As he's in Tel Aviv, Israel, as he's sitting there with the, with the prime minister, at, and you know that every one of our enemies is watching, and watching him, engaging him, and, they're, and they're, they're trying to figure out what exactly Joe Biden would do. And a big part of the concept of peace through strength, meaning that we don't have to go to war, is because they're just afraid of us, which is something I deeply believe in. As a guy who does not want World War III, I believe the way to get around World War III is to make people so afraid to mess with us or our allies that they know there'll be consequences. And that's why they just stay in their lane, as the saying goes. But here's Biden losing his train of thought. Cut five. You know, uh, years ago, I asked the Secretary of State when he and I were working in the Senate to write something for him, and he said, uh, he wrote a line that uh, I think is appropriate. He said, uh, it's not, we lead, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it, I'll wait later. Taking too much time. I won't get into it, taking too much time. Completely loses his train of thought. How do you think the bad guys around the world are thinking? What, what do you think they're thinking at that moment when they sit here? They see him sitting there, like they're losing his, his train of thought in the middle of this. What do you think they, they think at that moment? And then Biden starts lecturing Israel about being consumed by rage and repeating America's mistakes. Which, by the way, after nine eleven, Senator Joe Biden of Delaware was all in on the Patriot Act, going to war in Afghanistan, obviously, which everybody was, understandably, because they harbored Al Qaeda. And then and then he was all in for the war in Iraq. He was all in. <clears throat> so was Hillary Clinton. Biden's been a warmonger his whole career, please. But let's listen to him lecture Israel. Cut number two. Seventy five years ago, just 11 minutes after its founding, President Harry S. Truman and the United States of America became the first nation to recognize Israel. We've stood by your side ever since. We're going to stand by your side now. My administration was in close touch with your leadership from the first moments of this attack. We're going to make sure we have what you have, what you need to protect your people, to defend your nation. For decades, we've ensured Israel's qualitative military edge. And later this week, 
I'm going to ask the United States Congress for unprecedented support package for Israel's defense. We're going to keep Iron Dome fully supplied so it can continue standing sentinel over Israeli skies, saving Israeli lives. We've moved U.S. military assets to the region, including positioning the USS Ford Carrier Strike Group in the Eastern Mediterranean. He's just reading. USS Eisenhower on the way. Just reason, reading. To deter, to defer further aggression against defer. Israel. To defer it. And to prevent this conflict from spreading. The world will know that Israel is, Israel is stronger than ever. And my message to any state or any other hostile actor, thinking about attacking Israel remains the same as it was a week ago. Don't. 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 Since this terrorist attack, terrorist attack took place, we've seen it described as Israel's 9-11. But for a nation the size of Israel, it was like 15 9-11s. The scale may be different, but I'm sure those horrors have tapped into so, some kind of primal feeling in Israel, just like it did and felt in the United States. Shock, pain, rage, an all-consuming rage. I understand, and many Americans understand. You can't look at what has happened here to your mothers, your fathers, your grandparents, sons, daughters, children, even babies, and not scream out for justice. Justice must be done. But I caution this while you feel that rage. Don't be consumed by it. After 9-11, we were enraged in the United States. While we sought justice and got justice, we also made mistakes. I'm the first U.S. president to visit Israel in time of war. I've made wartime decisions. I know the choices are never clear or easy for the leadership. There's always cost, but it requires being deliberate. It requires asking very hard questions. It requires clarity about the objectives and an honest assessment about whether the path you're on will achieve those objectives. All right. So good. He's lecturing Israel. So that's good. I'm sure that our, our I, I'm sure that our, our our closest ally in the Middle East, Israel, will be very, very happy to hear his lectures. I, 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 I'm sure of that. Meanwhile, what's going on right now in in Washington is a pro Hamas rally inside the United States Capitol building. They have taken over. They have shut down all the entrances to the to the Capitol at this point. Because pro-Hamas protesters are interrupting the Senate Foreign Relations Committee hearing, but also camped out in the middle of the Capitol like children. And I'm sure they'll all be charged, just like the January 6th protesters were. I'm sure all of the January, I'm sure charges will come against them, no doubt about it. They'll all be taken away and denied opportunity to have counsel. And they'll be, the book will be thrown at them for interrupting congressional proceedings, which is literally what they're doing at this point. Oh, I'm sure that's exactly what's going to happen. Just like that idiot who pulled the fire alarm, the Democrat who also interrupted a congressional proceeding. I'm sure the charges are coming against him. Going to make the charges against the January 6th protesters seem like a walk in the park. Cut number six. Eighteen years ago, this is happening as we speak right now on the floor of the United States Congress. Meanwhile, 
We now know that a hospital was not bombed uh, by Israel. We also know that it may not have even been a hospital. We also know that 500 civilians were probably not killed, uh, despite everything that the corporate media in this country said. Biden even came out and said the Gaza hospital was not bombed by Israel. But nevertheless, let that not stop the vile hater, the vile Jew hater, Rashida Tlaib, who stands out there today breaking down in tears, accusing Israel of bombing this hospital. Take a listen. That's when I just sent you, Matt. Just sent you that one. All right, it's loading up. All right, loading up. There need to watch people think it's okay to bomb a hospital mm. with children. <laughs> you know what's so hard sometimes is watching those videos and, and the people telling the kids don't cry and, like, let them cry. And they're shaking, and somebody, you know this, they keep telling them not to cry in Arabic. <laughs> they, do, they can cry. I can cry. We all can cry. If we're not crying, something is wrong. And so I'm telling you right now, President Biden, not all America's with you on this one. And you need to wake up and understand that. We are literally, literally watching people genocide and killing the vast majority just like this and we still stand by and say nothing we will remember this but all of you you need to know i swear to god you are on the right side of history you are you're doing everything possible to save lives what is wrong with that stop it with trying to try to politicize this Stop it with trying to politicize it. As Benny Johnson on Twitter pointed out, we've now we've found out the following. Hamas said Israel bombed a hospital and killed 500 people. We now found out that Israel didn't do it. It was a misfire by a terror group, Hamas. The hospital wasn't bombed. It was a parking lot. There is no evidence that 500 people died beyond what Hamas said. And of course, the American corporate media promoted it without question. Here's Joe Biden saying, based on what he's seen, the Gaza hospital was not bombed by Israel. Because it wasn't cut three. The point is this, that uh, um, I was deeply saddened and outraged by the uh, explosion at the hospital in Gaza yesterday. And based on what I've seen, it appears as though it was done by the other team, not, not you. But there's a lot of people out there who are not sure. So we've got to overcome a lot of things. And also means encouraging life-saving uh, capacity to help the Palestinians who are innocent caught in the middle of this. <clears throat> so, right now, arrests are being made as protesters call for a ceasefire. These protesters have sat down on the floor of the United States Capitol building. They have all kinds of all kinds of signs hating Israel, and they're sitting there, and they're chanting, and this is going on live in the United States Capitol building. You've got protesters outside and protesters inside the building. Arrests are being made. So I'm sure each and every single one of these people who are in this room right now in the United States Capitol building will be arrested. There will be federal charges coming their way. Um, Perhaps maybe some of them will even be charged with uh, seditious conspiracy. Uh, Who knows? Uh, We shall see. We'll hold our breath for that, I'm sure. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. The latest on the speaker fight, Jim Jordan says he's not going anywhere. He is not 
going anywhere. He is still in the fight. Good. I'm glad he's in the fight. Don't go away. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Can we jump in live here? Donald Trump is speaking right now uh, amid his trial in New York City. I just want to jump in. To be doing that right now, he's over in Israel and he's giving money to the Palestinians. Uh, I think it's very inappropriate. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. President. Will you be back tomorrow by any chance? Probably not. All right, the former president uh, at a court appearance in one of his um, trials that he is facing right now in New York City. He basically said uh, this war wouldn't happen under my administration. It was a quick comment, but we'll we'll grab it for you as soon as it's posted. But he basically said that. He said this war wouldn't happen under my administration. It was almost like he was listening to my opening monologue. Uh, Exactly right. It wouldn't. And that's the bottom line. The world would not be in this mess that it is in right now. I really believe that. We had four years of peace and prosperity, and yet he said a lot of mean tweets. Mean tweets. So what would you rather have? Mean tweets, or would you rather have the United States facing now potentially two fronts of war? And where are we getting all the money to pay for all this is the other thing. The United States is going to send all this money to Israel. The United States is sending all this money to Ukraine. Where, where, where's all this money coming from, out of curiosity? Nobody cares. It, you know, it, don't, don't even ask those questions. Don't. Don't worry about that. Uh, Dan Abrams of Mediate blasted the media for credulous, credulously, excuse me, reporting on Hamas blaming Israel for an explosion. So good for him for at least calling out the media for their false reporting about Israel blowing up this hospital. Because again, the American corporate media does exactly what you expect them to do. And they jump on the talking points, jump all over it. Cut number four. Breaking tonight, there was a horrible explosion at a hospital in Gaza where it appears families were taking shelter. Now, initial reports from Hamas, from Hamas, put the death toll at 500 people, which would make it one of the deadliest airstrikes in a decade and a half. But as news of the explosion broke, there was a disturbing rush to judgment by mainstream news outlets, including the AP, New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, all immediately taking a statement by the Hamas terrorist-run health ministry in the Gaza Strip, putting the blame squarely on an Israeli airstrike. And rather than take time to let the Israelis investigate or respond, this is some of what we saw. 
This is developing right now as we speak, but the Palestinian Health Ministry is saying a hospital in Gaza City in the northern end of Gaza has taken a direct hit from an Israeli airstrike. The Palestinian Health Ministry says at least 200 people were killed by an Israeli airstrike. Israel is not confirming that this was a strike by its military. Was this in fact an Israeli airstrike? And of course it looks like that was really the case. Let's go to a a major story developing right now in Gaza, what the Palestinian government is calling a war crime. The government in Gaza says the Israeli Defense Forces uh, struck a hospital in the center of Gaza City, Al-Ali Baptist Hospital. Preliminary estimates from the government in Gaza put the number of killed in the strike somewhere between two and 300. They're all treating the health ministry as if it's like a legitimate source. This is Hamas. The headlines from major media outlets repeating the report that hundreds were killed by Israel. Look, it never quite made sense that Israel, as it pauses its incursion into Gaza to make sure it has international support, would strike a hospital of all places. <clears throat> but it doesn't matter. The corporate media does their thing. It's what they do. And they jump on and they say the same things and they all do it. Uh, this is why with the world in such a place right now, literally on fire, we are at least very, very happy that the Phillies shut out the Diamondbacks last night, 10 nothing. And tomorrow night is another opportunity to watch the game and also to join me for a comedy show at Parks Casino. And you can do both there because they have Chickies and Pete's there. They got a sports uh, book area where you can watch the games. The game's at 5 tomorrow, but the comedy show starts at 8 o'clock tomorrow night, Thursday, October 19th, 8 p.m., Club 360 at Parks Casino. My buddy Kevin Downey Jr., who you heard on the show yesterday, is hysterical. Uh, Marion Groden, she will definitely make you laugh. Tickets are just 20 bucks. They include your first drink. I'll be there. MC Mike Baldini will be there. And uh, like I said, the show starts today, but you got to get your tickets in advance because these shows sell out. Just go to parkscasino.com slash comedy, parkscasino.com slash comedy. Now, you must be 21. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, and we'll see you there tomorrow night for Parks Comedy Night. Joe Conklin, man of a thousand voices. His impressions are fantastic, and we'll have a lot of fun. All right, so I want to see you there tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Jim Jordan's not dropping out of the speaker race, nor should he. He's going full bore here. And this idea, and we have now Congressman Scott Perry, who, who uh, just tweeted out the following. That's what he said. He said, a vote to further empower a temporary speaker, because that's what they're looking to do right now. This guy, Patrick McHenry, they're looking to just give him the temporary speaker powers, really a speaker in name only, basically. A vote to further empower a temporary speaker is a vote to keep you broke and Washington broken. I told you. No matter what, I won't vote for the status quo, and I'm keeping my word. That's Pennsylvania Congressman Scott Perry, and good for him. Good for him. And there's more footage coming out right now of the pro-Palestinian terrorist protesters gathering, ready to flood the United States Capitol building. And all these videos are coming out of these pro-Hamas protesters storming the Capitol. They are storming the United States Capitol building as we speak. How many of them? are going to be charged with the same offenses that the January 6th protesters were charged with. You know, the grandma walking into the Capitol and taking a selfie and going to the bathroom. How many of them will be charged? How many of them will will be, will have federal charges thrown against them in Washington, DC? Are you, are you a betting man? Cause I'm saying 0.0, 0.0. 
And storming a government building means pre-trial solitary confinement for at least a year. At least that's what most of the January 6th defendants received. They didn't even have access to counsel. At this point right now, all the entry points to house office buildings have now been restricted. Streets on Capitol Hill have been closed as well. The latest on that says this is a message from the House Sergeant at Arms. Due to First Amendment activities on Capitol grounds, all pedestrian entry points to the House office buildings are restricted to members and staff only. Public and official visitors are only permitted to enter via the Longworth 24-7 door at South Capitol Street until further notice. So due to First Amendment activities, people who are, I guess I, you, I, the term I would I believe is, is illegally interrupting the proceedings of Congress as they sit now on the floor of the United States Capitol building and also outside the building as well. But, you know, that's, that's all right. They're on the side of, uh, of, of, of might here. So what are you, you going to do? The speaker race infuriates me that there are Republicans right now who are so angry that their buddy, Kevin McCarthy, got ousted that they will not rally around a man who is a true conservative, who is a fighter, Jim Jordan, a guy who would fight like hell, fight like hell to make sure that this executive branch of government is held accountable, period. And so now you've got people angry at the, at the eight, the original eight. But now you have 22 Republicans who are working now to make sure that Jim Jordan doesn't become Speaker of the House. So it went from eight people who joined in to, to get rid of Kevin McCarthy. Now there are a total of 22 Republicans working with the Democrats in the latest sabotage to keep Jim Jordan from becoming Speaker. These are the warmongers, the money launderers. These are the people who are the ones out there looking to have the Uniparty be able to do what the Uniparty always does and get away with it, with absolutely not holding this administration accountable, not holding the weaponization that the government of the United States of America is doing to its citizens accountable, to not hold Ukraine funding accountable by an up or down vote. Meaning that it's not tied to continuing resolutions. It's not tied to omnibus bills. It's an up or down vote to continue funding the war in Ukraine. That's what Jim Jordan would do as speaker. He would bring that vote to the floor and then he would say to people, okay, all in favor of giving Ukraine more money, raise your hand. And we're going to record the vote so that your constituents back home know exactly how you voted on this. And you can't pull that weenie move that they always do and turn around and go, well, I didn't really vote to fund Ukraine. You see, I voted to make sure that our hardworking men and women in uniform uh, still get paid. That's what I voted for, to keep the government open so that uh, our brave men and women in uniform will have the money that they need to feed their families and blah, blah, blah. And yet just because they tied Ukraine funding into it, I had no choice. No, that's a lie. You could have demanded to say that Ukraine funding is out of the CR, period. And then you could have voted for a CR to keep the government funded and keep the hardworking men and women in uniform getting their government paychecks, which, of course, they would ultimately get in back pay regardless. They could have done that, but they wanted to also fund the perpetual war in Ukraine. They, they wanted to fund it. They wanted to give the money. They just wanted cover. See, this is how the uniparty warmongers in the Republican Party think. They, they actually are all in on giving Ukraine everything it wants. But they, they know that the average conservative voter out there is not with them. They know that the conservative party, the Republican conservative party, 
is, is, is moved away from this completely, wants accountability, wants the southern border dealt with, is tired of this, wants answers on how long this goes on for. But these members of Congress, they, they want to give Ukraine the money. So they want to hide behind this stuff. Otherwise, they would object and say, no, we're not going along with this game. Kevin McCarthy is exactly that person. So you can be angry at the eight people that toppled Kevin McCarthy. But at some point, like I told you, it had to stop. It had to stop. And after McCarthy signed on to that CR and pushed it through with the Ukraine funding, it had to stop. Now you have 22 Republicans, moderate Republicans, so-called moderates, as they say. These are really Democrats. They are blocking Jim Jordan from becoming speaker because Jim Jordan is a threat to them. He's a threat to the lobbyists. He's a threat to the military industrial complex. He's a threat to uh, the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, and all of the three-letter federal agencies that are completely unaccountable to you, to me, to every voter out there. Jordan's a threat to that. And that is why they're going to stop him. That's why they're trying to stop him. And so if there's chaos right now on Capitol Hill, blame them. Blame the 22. Don't blame the eight who got rid of McCarthy. Don't blame them. Blame the ones who are stopping Jim Jordan from becoming the Speaker of the House right now because they're doing it for their own reasons. And don't give me this crap that they're doing it because they don't want to see Matt Gates win. You know what that is? That's another BS excuse is what that is. That's a BS excuse. Yeah, I get it. They don't like Matt Gates, And I get it. They don't want to see Matt Gates win. But give me a freaking break. These people joining with Democrats all the time who they don't like. They don't mind giving them the win. How many times are these same 22 Republicans joining with Democrats to give them the win on things, even though they don't like them? Apparently, we're told. This is uh, audio from inside the Cannon House office building right now, where these pro-Hamas protesters are acting like spoiled brat children and refusing to leave the Capitol building in violation of federal law. Take a listen. That's what's happening right now uh, in, in, in the House of Representatives. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. By the way, we've got some great guests coming up on the show today. We have Dr. EJ Antoni. He's going to be in studio with me. We'll talk about the, uh, the economy, the budget, inflation. And Michelle Exner, who is the Senior Advisor for Parents Defending Education. We're, she's got a great piece that's out today. The real reason why so many young Americans are siding with pure evil yes it's gonna be a great conversation so big show straight ahead as we all celebrate red october and the phil's now their massive massive shutout last night of the uh the d-backs i almost said the other word but i didn't want to get <laughs> i didn't i didn't want to say it the divergees i was gonna say you know but i didn't say it caught myself caught myself right there look at me i'm maturing i'm growing i'm growing we're all so proud. <laughs> Aren't you proud of me? By the no, way, my, my you, prediction... What? No, because you've said the word like nine times. You've just snuck it. You, you've jumbled it into Duverger's law uh, about nine or ten times over the course of the last week. Well, the Arizona Duverger's last night got crushed, shut out. First time they were shut out in, what, 67 games, Henry? Oh, I have no idea. I, probably I, I, sixty-seven games. Yeah, we'll say so. I predicted ten nothing. That was the score that I predicted yesterday on the show. <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, by the way, just I had I got to let you know. So I get home from work last night, and 
my mother comes to me and she goes, all right, funny man, where's the clip of me on your show yesterday when I called in? And I said, I have no idea where it is. She's like, well, can you get it for me? Can you, can you ask Matt DeSantis to get me the clip of me calling into the show? Ask DeSantis. So that's how she refers to you now as DeSantis. I, I'll get Mama Zioli the clip if she wants it. I thought she was great. And she, I had to hear all about the oven and why can't, I, again, again, more about the oven last night when I got home. And it turns out that the crappy frozen pizza that she bought was terrible. It was so bad. I took one bite of it. I threw it out and I went and got Chinese food for me and Patrick to watch the game and eat Chinese food together. How this, could it be that bad? It was terrible. Frozen pizza is generally speaking not that great, but it's usually not terrible. This was bad. I mean, there's some, I, look, look I, we all grew up on frozen pizza, yeah. and I'm not opposed to a frozen pizza. I'm not going to say I'm so arrogant that I won't eat a frozen pizza. If I have no other option, I'm going to. This was that bad, I threw it out. I, I like Elio's, for example. Elio's would have been Worse great. Worse than Elio's? No, I'm gonna, no, no, no. Elio's is good yeah. frozen pizza. This is Rayo's frozen <laughs> pizza. You know what Rayo's is? Rayo's is this very, very exclusive Italian restaurant in New York City where you everybody owns their table. So you, you can't get in. You can never get into Rayo's. And now Rayo's has a line of sauce. They, they got a line of, uh, of pizza. They've got pasta. They've got everything. I'm a Cento guy, just so you know. When I go to the store, I buy Cento. Cento is the real thing. In my opinion, Rayo's is Fugazi. Rayo's is a name of a restaurant. And some smart marketer took that and said, let's put it on everything. And now they put it on frozen pizza and it tastes like garbage i yeah, threw it right out their sauce is not that great i've always wanted no to, it's not I've it's always, expensive yeah I, I think it's like more than 10 bucks a jar yeah um i've always wanted to go to the restaurant it was also featured in the wolf of wall street oh it was yeah yes um another one that's doing something similar is carbone who's known for their spicy rigatoni in new york city another uh hip spot that you can't get a table at but their sauce they now sell in the jar at the grocery store i don't think that's all that great either first of all if I can't get into a place, why would I buy their stuff in the grocery store? You if, shouldn't. If they're not going to let me in, why would I support them by <laughs> buying their... You know what I'm saying? You're a big celebrity, though. You should be able to get into both of those. Oh, I mean, obviously, duh. But if I call up Cento, they'll let me in. I know they're not a restaurant, but they'll at least give me a tour. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just making that point, you know. Also, I don't think Mama Zioli listens to the podcast. Because I'm skimming oh, through it right now, and uh, she was the title of one of the podcasts. She clearly doesn't know how to use a podcast. That's the other <laughs> thing last night. They got home from T-Mobile. They bought new iPhones. Neither one of them have any idea how to work these things. So it was like, again, setting the VCR. My dad's sitting there the entire time yelling at his phone about how he lost all his passwords, <laughs> lost all his contacts. So then I said, hand me the phone. And about three minutes later, I had everything back for him. And then this morning, my mother's like, I guess we got to go to T-Mobile because like, I, lo I don't have anything in my phone anymore, which unfortunately, she still has my contact because <laughs> that's what I was hoping she really would lose. But she has that. So now I got to help her when I get home from work do that. <laughs> I got to deal with that. This is this is my life. This well, is the this yeah this this is the exciting life of a celebrity, as you call me, Matt DeSantis. <laughs> and she just texted me and said, I called him Matt. <laughs> Well, Mama Zioli, if you're listening, um, I will get you that audio. Don't worry. Yeah, don't ask. No, listen. You text her. I'm not texting her. I'm working here. You and you. You. That's not what we. You, what you do is not even work. By the way, there's <laughs> protests going on outside the U.S. Cons consulate in Istanbul right now. The world is on fire. I'm telling you, it's on fire. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. 
uh, is the number. But listen, that's why we we get away. We try to get on the road. We try to do fun things like Parks Casino tomorrow night. The Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey, Friday. What a great show. We have 300-plus amazing, wonderful people there. Uh, Best crowd yet. Everybody had a blast. The Zeoli Army was on fire. And this is your chance to join us again December 15th. What you should do now is make your reservation for midweek stays. Get the family, you know, get them on the road. Go to Cape May. It's beautiful this time of year. The Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey has a beautiful indoor heated pool. It's huge. Has a hot tub, restaurant right on site, Hemingway's Restaurant, Chef Mills, always cooking up fantastic food. They got a great kids menu as well. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And Kate May, there's so many fun things to do with the family. And when you use my name, Zioli, when you make your reservation, you will save 15% off your midweek rates. That's right. Just use promo code Zioli today when you book direct at grandhotelkatemay.com. Grandhotelkatemay.com or 800 800- Two five seven eight five five zero. Take in the crisp ocean breezes. Shop at one of Cape May's boutique stores on the famous Washington Street Village. Enjoy the beautiful white sand beaches. There's also you can take. I mean, Wildwood is very close. There's the Cape May County Zoo. There's breweries. There's wineries. There's miniature golf. There's ice cream shops. There's so much to do. It's great for a romantic weekend as well. The Grand Hotel has beautiful rooms, suites, and townhomes. So make your midweek stay reservation today. GrandHotelKateMay.com, promo code Zioli, and save 15%. Do it now. Thanks for listening to the Zioli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. James O'Keefe has another video out, this time about children in Jersey schools getting groomed again. I'll share that with you in the 4 o'clock hour as uh, we progress with things here. So I'm watching all these protesters inside the Capitol building uh, as... uh, Let's see who said it on Twitter. Very serendipity. Diesel said it. Hey, Rich, aren't those Hamas supporters who've taken over the Capitol and are obstructing House business insurrectionists? By Democrat, by Democrat logic, they are. Am I right? Yes, you are. Except the Democrats support what they're doing. That's the difference, of course. And you know that. I'm not telling you that you don't know. In fact, uh, thank you to Scott Bell for sending this tweet over to me from John McCormick, McCormack. Nancy Pelosi and Hakeem Jeffries declined to call on Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib to retract their false claims that Israel is to blame for the deaths of 500 civilians at a Gaza hospital, misinformation that has incited riots worldwide. It's true. Tlaib and Omar duck questions about baselessly blaming Israel for the hospital blast. Yesterday afternoon, Democrat Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib and Ilan Omar rushed to Twitter to repeat Hamas's claim that Israel had bombed a Gaza hospital, killing 500 civilians as though it were a fact. This is what they tweeted out yesterday. Quote, Israel just bombed the Baptist hospital, killing 500 Palestinians, doctors, children's patients, just like that. Bombing a hospital is among the gravest of war crimes. The IDF, Israeli Defense Forces, reportedly blowing up one of the few places the injured and wounded can seek medical treatment and shelter during a war is horrific, is what Ilan Omar tweeted out. But video, intelligence intercepts and photographs quickly emerged that refuted the claim that originated with Hamas's Gaza Ministry of Health. The destruction appeared to be the result of an errant rocket fired by a terrorist group in Gaza. Photographs show that a bomb hit the parking lot outside of the hospital, not the building itself, making Hamas's tally of 500 deaths virtually impossible to believe. 24 hours after posting their false claims blaming Israel, Omar and Tlaib still haven't deleted them. 
In the Capitol on Wednesday, both Omar and Tlaib were unwilling to answer any questions from National Review about their decision to post and stand by misinformation that has incited riots around the world. These are the questions that Rashida Tlaib refused to answer a few moments ago in the United States Capitol building. Have you seen the evidence that Israel was not behind this bombing? Have you heard the White House and National Security Council say Israel was not behind the bombing? What evidence was the basis for your original tweet, Congresswoman? Did you have any evidence for that claim that Israel killed 500 innocent civilians? If you don't have evidence, why are you keeping it up? He also asked Rashida Tlaib multiple times why she hasn't deleted this tweet and whether she has seen evidence that refutes it. She refused to say anything as she rushed from the House floor to a car waiting to pick her up outside the Capitol building where she joined the protesters outside in support of Hamas. So there you go. And this continues. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Ja, uh, Van, Vandersloot, your, your his name, Johan Vandersloot admits to killing Natalie Holloway. Can I get that right? I think I got that right. Jordan, Jordan Vandersloot. Jordan Vandersloot. Thank you. That is uh, some breaking news that just came out as well a short time ago. He has admitted to, um, I'll read you the report. Your, Jordan Vandersloot admits to killing Natalie Holloway. Convicted murderer Jordan Vandersloot has confessed to the killing of Natalie Holloway the Alabama teenager who went missing in Aruba in 2005. We'll talk more about that as the show goes on. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.